testing. One, Just two. say bless yourself. Bless over. yourself. <laughs> and on nombre del Padre, del Nino, Espíritu Santo. <laughs> How's that? Okay. We're looking good. <laughs> Great. Good night. <laughs> Bye. I feel like, a, you know, like a parrot in a cage. <laughs> yeah. Like throw the thing over. Yeah. Like, wait, we don't have snacks. <laughs> Um, okay. All right. So we're, we're recording. Cool. Okay. Um, welcome. This is, the show is called Female Intern. Um, basically it's just sort of my excuse to have like extended one-on-one time with people that I've wanted to. That's, that's my bread and butter. I love one-on-one conversation. Do you really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Because in group settings, I'll get drowned out. I'm not sure when to contribute, but one-on-one, I'm hitting home runs one-on-one. Oh, my God. Yes. You're <laughs> yeah. a star athlete one-on-one in a group. <laughs> Invisible. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. But, okay, today, so I'm the host, Danielle, but today my guest is a friend of mine, hopefully soon a better friend, um, yeah. Victor Tran. Hey, Victor. Thanks. How's it going? I, I forgot I'm not supposed to talk before the- You're supposed to talk. Okay. I, we don't, I don't silence men on this <laughs> platform, actually, which All right, is- my type of podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know though. Do you prefer Victor or Vic? Um, I don't have any preference. Yeah, I I always went by Victor, but then uh, Ronnie Chang once called me Vic, and I was like, oh, I guess I'm Vic now. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ronnie said it, so yeah. So there you go. His word is uh, law. Like, do do your close friends call you Vic? Sometimes, yeah. Other yeah. than Ronnie Chang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I really don't have any preference. Okay. I used to be like particular about it when I was a kid. I was like mm. a weird, like serious kid. I'm like, my name's Victor. That's my God-given name. <laughs> but now I don't care. And um, Wait, you were a serious kid? I was like a serious, like, quiet kid. Okay. Yeah, I could be silly. But, um, yeah, I remember being weirdly, like, reserved and shy and serious. And my mom would get on me about it. She'd be like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> be a kid. <laughs> I love when moms say that. <laughs> I really love when they say that. Yeah. Um, so just as a way of background for anyone listening— you're you're a stand-up comic. Oh yeah. You're from you wanna tell people where you're from? Just yeah, like, I'm from uh, Houston. Just basic I was, stats. Uh, born and raised in Houston. And then uh, I moved to New York uh almost a year ago. Almost a year ago. I, I moved here in December of last year. Okay. So yeah, it's been a good year. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Impressions. Like how how's it going? Um, it's been fun. I mean, like, um, I feel like there's an element of starting over with stand-up, but for me that's been really exciting. Because I've been doing it in Houston for so long, it's it gets like a little repetitive. It gets boring, yeah. and um, so yeah, it's like it brings back the excitement that was there when I first started. You know, hell yeah. yeah. I also I don't know if I think I haven't certainly haven't seen you in person, but I was just recently in Houston mm-hmm. and had an opportunity to perform because you made that happen, and so I'm yeah. just really really grateful. Oh no, yeah, no, I, you're great. So it was easy to recommend you to you know the people down there, and I wouldn't do that for like somebody that I didn't enjoy. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I would have lied. I'm like, oh, I don't know. It's pretty competitive in Houston. There's nobody in Houston booking up these shows. So yeah, it was yeah. cool. Yeah. What'd you think about the city? It was fun. Yeah. I I went and stayed with my friend Kane, who's a friend Uh from grad school, who just loves Houston. He loves being from there and he loves living there. And so visiting someone who's like loves the place where they're at, like Mm -hmm. that's the way to that's the way to see a place. That's true. That's really awesome. Um and he was he was working for part of the time that me and my other friend Alex were were there visiting him, but took us to all these amazing restaurants and just like 
um, was a really wonderful host and we went to the Manil collection and I oh, yeah. now got this cool book on like Dada, Dadaism. I don't even know how to describe it. Whatever. Sur- weird avant-garde surrealist shit. It's very yeah. cool. That's it's right. Dada shit. was the avant-garde guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Houston was a lot of fun and mm-hmm. performing there was fun. And I did, I did a show, um, my first night there because my friend Kane knew someone mm-hmm. all, this is all, all nepotism. This was my nepotism tour. And then, <laughs> um, and then saw a bunch of those same comics like the next night mm-hmm. at, um, at the, at the other show. So it was just fun. It was cool. I was like, all oh, right, the comedy world, like it's, it is finite, you know, it's not yeah. that big. Yeah. Yeah. I've um, noticed that too. Yeah. Even moving out here. Cause it was daunting to move to New York because, uh, you know, I was one like the scene's brutal. It's super competitive. It's huge. Yeah. There's a little bit of that. But for the most part, everybody's been very welcoming. Everybody's been very cool. There's very little to no people that I've had like bad experiences with. So, um, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's very finite. But yeah. Uh, yeah what shows did you do? Um, I did. There was a roast. Um, at Rudyard's. Oh yeah, Rudyard's is a spot. Yeah. yeah, and they had like a few stand-ups like interspersed in between the roasts. Uh-huh. So I did that, and then um, Tess's show. T- Tess oh, and, Tess yeah. forgot. Yeah, yeah, she's the best at, at the Secret Group, which was like, I don't just I don't like a nerd level. I was just like, oh, what was he here about my like my favorite performers like performing there? Really? Stuff. Yeah, that's just, so cool. Yeah. So it was really yeah it was special. So thank the you. Secret Group was. Um, it's sort of like the home club now in Houston, but when I started, it like the seeds haven't even been planted. Wow! So like I I got to be there for like the beginning of it, the conception, and then to see what it's become now, um, it's been really cool, and um, it's just like it's a special club, and I think more venues in comedy will probably follow the same like manner, but it's a club started by comics, run by comics, and so uh, it's very conducive to just putting together like a solid product, you know? And uh, yeah, so that's cool that you got to check it out. I'm always yeah. so excited for people to see like, you know, my little world down there. Yeah. 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 I also want to let people know, we don't have to say what your sweatshirt says on it, but we were talking about UFC. Oh, yeah. I'm like a, embarrassingly, like I'm a big like UFC nerd. And I thought that UFC was like wrestling, like the theater, you know, like yeah. the theatrical fighting. But turns out it's actually like the real, real fighting. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I always feel like I always feel embarrassed to talk about it because like a lot of people do that. A lot of people are like, oh, that's like WWE. That's like wrestling. I don't know. I don't and know it, any of the acronyms. Yeah. Well, that yeah, I guess. uh it's like embarrassing to be like, no, mom, it's, you know, <laughs> it's real. <laughs> I mean, but it is like it, I find it so scary, like literally scary. Yeah, I don't know if literal is the right word, but like, um, it's it's hard for me to watch. I, I would say like getting hurt is literally scary. Yeah, I feel yeah. Like that's <laughs> actually, yeah, I guess I do know how to yeah. speak, but um, yeah, what's it like to watch fights? Like, what for you? Um, like, why for why- me it's like kind of cathartic, just because like I I watch all the time, like. You, ever, you always see, like, the highlights of, like, you, people at the event, and then somebody, you know, gets knocked out or submitted, and you have, like, Joe Rogan, like, jumping up and down in his seat and stuff. It's not like that at home at all. It's almost, like, creepy. Like, I watch it like a serial killer. <laughs> I'm just, like, I'm watching somebody getting, like, a life-threatening injury, no expression on my face. It's somebody that I love, 
like on a personal level. And then I'll just turn off the TV and I'm like, all right, time for bed. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it's weird. No, it's but weird. like it's, it, I, I'm i saying that I'm like a little facetious, but I also like, I can't judge, like I've, different strokes for different folks. Yeah. But um, it's like, I, it's, it's, it's so cool to me that it doesn't stress you the F out and like. It, it's like thrilling. But it's the opposite, yeah. It's thrilling. It's like, I feel like combat sports is uh combat sports it's yeah. what like all other sports are a metaphor for <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like like yeah. they'll talk about like basketball or like tennis is like which i'm also a big tennis fan yeah it's like oh, you, oh you know it's a it was a four-hour battle to <laughs> see who had the most will and it's like well this is an actual literal battle yeah and um so yeah i feel like it's it's thrilling it's visceral you know and yeah. um it's it's like the purest form of excitement and uh, that's yeah. why I like it. Yeah. But also, I will never talk about it in public because I know how it comes across. I, I don't, I, I encourage you to talk about the things and, you love. And the worst part about it is the fans. I, I say it all the time. The MMA fans are the worst. Really? Yeah. I hate going to a bar and watching it like with the other like fans because they're all dumb fucking meatheads. And like, bro, if I was in there, I'd fucking slit his throat. I'm like, oh, you can't do that. Can't do that, yeah. dude. That's so actually not in the I rules. I sit at home in the dark by myself and watch <laughs> grown men beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> That's it's a wild. sad existence. <laughs> That's wild. But it is a cool sweatshirt. Oh, my gosh. How, I really just like the color. <laughs> do, you, do you fight? I've taken a few cardio beginning, you know, MMA classes, but no, I've never like, I've sucker punched people. I've never been in like a real, you know, one on one, like in a ring or not in a ring. I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. A yeah, a physical altercation. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, someone just recommended that I try boxing because I'm like trying to. I'm having an anger journey where I'm trying to learn how to be angry in like a safe way, and they were like, "Try boxing." And I oh was yeah. Like, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> that? Actually, it sounds like a great yeah, yeah. Like I mean, call. I can see that. You know, I, I, it's like a good way to get like your energy out. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you said you're struggling with like your anger. Like you have a lot of pent up anger, or I I've done a really good job of like masking and suppressing anger forever. Yeah. Um, I'm just like I'm above anger. I don't even get angry. And it's like, <laughs> well, that's not true. It's like a core human emotion. Of course, I experience anger. Yeah. Um, but I've just been so, um, just so automatic to like repress it. Um, for like a variety of reasons, probably a lot of it is like, oh, well, you know, life in childhood, I saw anger and the way it was modeled was very toxic. And so now I'm just like so afraid of it. I want to like never even approach it. Yeah. But now I'm just like, fuck that. No, I got to you got to be angry. Your body is I'm, my body's probably storing that anger somewhere and mm -hmm. it's like going to come out as pain. So I, I want to I'd rather like metabolize it and process it consciously. Um, yeah. But it's yeah. scary to me to like express anger to someone. I uh, yeah I bottle that up too because I I grew up with a lot of it around and mm -hmm. then I kind of I feel like I overcorrected and I like Same. I don't I don't let it out and yeah. I'm like jealous of people who are just like openly angry yeah it's like wow that looks nice that's so cool that you feel entitled to just <laughs> yell or yeah. or even even if it's not yelling like just yeah I, I don't know what anger looks like I think if it's not yelling I know mm. that it can be like I'm angry at you right now yeah. like that's technically it could be an expression of anger uh -huh. but that sounds that seems crazy <laughs> i 
if I am angry at somebody and I were to let them know, that's how I would say it. But I like I know myself. I know how like I process anger, and usually I'll bottle it up, and then I'll make self-destructive decisions. Like what? Um. Uh. I I, I sort of just. If it's immediate, I'll sort of just like surrender to it, and then um, mm. I'll be like, "Oh fuck, it. I don't, I don't care." I'll like give up on stuff that I'm working on. Like I don't care. I'll just like abandon things. Yeah. Or like I, if I get angry on stage, it's never like, it's never. You ever see those comics who get angry on stage? Oh uh, like, yeah. Fuck you, you fucking audience. You don't know what the <laughs> fuck you're talking about. It and they attack the crowd. That is I, my. I wish I could do that. Mine do is, you? I I I wish I could do that. I don't. I just sort of. Uh, I just sort of give up. I was like, whatever. I like go through my act. I'm just sort of dead inside, and then I get off. Yeah, that I'll, doesn't. But that doesn't. Yeah. And that doesn't feel good. It doesn't. And then it, because what I found is like when I keep it inside, it manifests in like different ways. Yeah. I had one of those sets in Houston. Did you did you happen to go to a place called Avant Garden? Mm-mm. It was very close to the Manil. Okay. But um, that makes sense. I, did, I had a set, and the crowd just was like dead. I don't know. Yeah. And I got angry at them. Hmm. But I didn't lash out. And I just kept it inside, did my set, got off. And I smashed a window. Oh, my God. And then the glass, like, cut my wrist and I had to go to the hospital. Oh, my God. And I, I was like, I was proud of myself on, like, not lashing out at the audience. Yeah. But I was like, if I just yelled at them, that would have been way healthier. Yeah, then yeah. I wouldn't have shards of glass in my arm. Yeah, probably. yeah. But that's not, um, that's not like a regular thing for me. Yeah. <laughs> should, uh-huh, <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's, you would say that. <laughs> No, oh my gosh, what window? Like a car window? It was less impressive than how I described it in the story. I There was like a glass door. Okay. And um, when I opened it, I, I was still kind of upset, so I put too much stink on it. Yeah. But uh, uh, I didn't mean to smash the window. My hand just went through it. Okay. And then it shattered. And then um, I was like, ah. Like I noticed I was bleeding, so I was walking to my car briskly. As you do when you have glass in your arm. Uh-huh. And the bartender like is chasing me down the street. And he's like, yo, what the fuck, dude? I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> and I turned around and I showed him my hand. And I was like, I'm already pretty fucked up. And he was like, oh, God. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> so. Uh, oh, uh, n- never mind. Yeah. And then he was like really supportive. He was like, oh, man, you should get that checked out. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And then you guys became really close. That's really special. <laughs> um, yeah. I. I've been curious. I've been trying to like, um, I think I'd like to try being angry on stage, not angry at the audience, but just like rage. You know what I mean? Like, like do a joke, but then take it to a, to an extreme Uh and like just act crazy angry. I feel like that might be cathartic for me. That would be, yeah, I could see that working too. I've tried that. Like, so I'm going to, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, uh, I've tried being like the angry comic on stage because mm. I, I like a lot of those comics. Yeah. Like Ronnie's a little bit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like Bill Burr, Lewis Black. Yeah. But like, uh, I think you have to be perceived a certain way by the audience just naturally to pull off the angry thing. And yeah. I, I'm not that guy. Yeah. So it never works for me. Yeah. You know, for me, sure. me being angry, it doesn't look like a rant. It just looks like complaining. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? No. And that's, like whining. that kind of self-awareness is, yeah. is key. Um, yeah. I don't think I could ever become like the angry comic. Like, I don't think that would ever be a authentic, like sure, character yeah. for me, but if, I don't know. I've, I've been kind of itching to try just, 
lashing out, but not not at, when comics get mad at the audience. That always blows my mind. I that is my biggest pet peeve. Same in stand up. Yeah, I was, I'm glad you brought that up because I did a show this week where it's like. It was a light crowd, but it wasn't empty by any means. And each comic that went up, including the host, was like, what's wrong with you guys? Where is everybody? I was like, dude, the crowd doesn't know that they're not exceptional. They're just there to have a good time. Yeah. They don't know that they're quieter than other crowds, you know? Yeah. I feel like so many comics have like a... Just like just it, these intense philosophies around like the co- the comedian audience relationship and yeah. like they just feel so much entitlement to the audience's respect and attention and I'm like dude like your job is like you have to make them laugh yes like, that's yes, it 100%. like whether there's one person in the audience or five hundred like you yeah. do your job that's how I feel too yeah I'm a big do your job. <laughs> do your job no but like serious and also i was just talking to someone the other night okay just side note uh two dear friends of mine hannah my, my friend hannah just proposed to my friend natan they're engaged oh, to be wow, married nice. which is ugh, mazel tov it was such a fun thing on in in prospect heights on on friday night um she like hired this this brass band stoop kids brass band they're like cool. playing on a porch and at a, at a house and then kids. she's like walking natan down and then she like Ben, you know, gets down, pops the question, and then all of us kind of like rushed in and we're like, woo! We were like there to party and mm-hmm. um, it was really fun. Why did I mention all of that? Um, <laughs> okay, no, no, no. There was a reason. They got engaged, Stoop Kids, the band. Something about like, we were talking about like comics being entitled and like uh, lashing out at the crowd. I was talking to a guy there. Yeah. Talking to a and Hannah and Natan, they're mutual friends of ours. So I'm talking to this guy. Let's say his name is Joe. Uh-huh. Okay. Joe is talking to me about comedy and he's really, he's like, oh, you do stand up. That's so cool. Like, and just asking me questions or, you know, wanting to have a conversation. And I was like, do you ever go out to see comedy? Like, you live in, in Bushwick or, or somewhere where there's like a lot of comedy happening. Uh-huh. And he was like, no, never. Like, my, my wife, like, she's, it's comedy shows stress her out. Like, she's really afraid of getting like picked on, like, uh-huh. and singled out. And I was like, I, I feel her. I like really feel that. Like, yeah. I I want people to feel like really comfortable at shows, but Me it's too. like some some performers like make it kind of hostile. Mm-hmm. And I guess there's people who like that, but oh my gosh, yeah, oh that sounds so stress. I was I I felt for her. I was like, oh my gosh, I I get that. I yeah. do, yeah. It, it's so natural for me to like. I I love stand up, and so I just assume that everybody else did too. Mm-hmm. But my sister, um, she gets anxious in the crowd, mm-hmm. not because they're gonna get picked. Not because she's going to get picked on, but she gets like secondhand embarrassment for the cops. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I also, I mean, I get that. Too. You get that too? <laughs> a little yeah, bit. Yeah. It's, it's getting better. Like not, mm-hmm. not as much anymore. Once I started doing it, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know. Once I had more of a proactive thing and I wasn't just an audience member. Yeah. But yeah. when That's really interesting. That that was so foreign to me. But when she really? told me that, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. But I felt that at the show, I was getting really uncomfortable because- each comic went up there and they were like, uh, like, look at this crowd. This is a nightmare. Da, 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 da. Oh, my God. It's like, if, like, yeah, people love being told they're a nightmare. Yeah. It's like, That's don't act like you're better than the show. If you were better than the show, you wouldn't be on this show. Yeah. You'd be on a better show. Oh, my God. And then there was like, uh, there was, there was a couple there and they were on their first date. Oh, boy. And uh, it was like this, uh, it was like this Indian guy and this Chinese girl. And she was really cute. And it's not like necessary for the story, but 
I don't know. We we want to know. We yeah. want to know Just how in case hot they the day were. Didn't go well was he she's hot? Listening. He was a good looking guy, okay. but she was much more attractive. I than see. Him, so. I see. Um, so I, I I empathized for him, and I was like, okay, he's got a lot riding on the line here. <laughs> yeah. And like every comic went up, asked the same questions, asked him like, oh, what are you guys? Uh, you know, his first date. Oh lord. And then the guy's like, yeah. Each comic's like, well, why'd you bring her here? This is like an awful first date. Every comic said that. Oh my god! I'm like, dude, you're destroying this guy's date, and like destroying any chance that either of these people ever go back to a show. Oh my god! And it was like, so I went up there. I felt bad for the guy. I was like, listen, dude, don't listen to these comics. Like, this is a good idea. Don't listen to people who look like they haven't been on a date in 15 years. (laughs) So real. (laughs) I felt bad for them. Oh my god! I had to leave the room because I was like, these. This is fucking crazy. It's it's like tense. It's like what? This is not supposed to be tense. That's the opposite. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Or, Especially if you're the host. Like, don't if you're the host, don't go up there and blame the the oh, uh, audience for their energy. It's like your job is to set the tone. Yeah, that oof, oof. Okay, I yeah. feel very connected to you. That we have, have a similar pet. Yeah, about I, it. that's that's my number one thing. I hate whenever the comic like blames the crowd and like. I have material that will make the audience uncomfortable. That's different. Yeah, but I'm not going to be like, fuck you (laughs) for supporting me with your money and your time and your hopes of getting laid tonight. It's... And then the host, sorry to keep, no, t- I, this has been boiling me. The host was kept asking the guy, like, what are you guys doing after this? It was such a creepy question. Like, it's just borderline, like, are you guys fucking after this? You it's guys like, are- not if you keep asking him. Not no, if you keep asking her. certainly not. Yeah. Oh my god! They probably were like, "We'll we'll take the next exit," and then they couldn't because like people just kept calling on them. Oh, it, it was bad. I it hope they bad. boned like it, consensually for both of their sakes. But yeah, I know. hope so too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. I, two, okay. I have a few questions. Um. Some of them are just sort of like, like random factoids about you that I'm curious. You said oh, you have okay. a sister. Yeah. Do you just have one sibling? No, I have a sister. She's 21. Mm-hmm. So there's like a eight difference between eight year difference between me and her. Mm-hmm. And then I have a brother who's who just turned 10. Whoa. So yeah, we're like 19 years, 20 years apart. Wow. Mm-hmm. Whoa. What's your relationship with your little brother like? Oh, uh, we're like very close. <sighs> yeah, very close. And uh he's like yeah, I mean, he's like, I feel like it's more similar to like an uncle-nephew relationship. Yeah. Because we're close, but the age gap is there. Yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. hard to like connect with him sometimes, but I have to remember it's like he's not 29. Yeah, you know? he's 10. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. just entered double digits. Yeah, he's in his anime phase now. Oh. Which like now I'm like, now like- Did you have one? I did- but I grew out of it. Mm. And I have to remember that I did. Because all he wants to do is like talk to me about anime. Yeah. And like, there's a part of me is like, dude, can you like, there's like an anxiety in me. It's like, can you talk to me about like your grades and stuff? Yeah. Like math. <laughs> but uh, I are obviously you, I can't, you know. Are you trying, are, do you, are there like, do you feel invested in his like academic or just like achievement path? Yeah. I mean, I, I want him to do well. And um I, I was an okay student. I wasn't amazing. And my sister was the same. My brother, I feel like, is really smart. He's, like, yeah. very naturally talented at, like, math and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I want to, like, cultivate that. Yeah. And recently he, uh, he he said he wanted to become an engineer, which I know may change. But I was, like, happy about that. <laughs> yeah. And he said uh, he wanted to join the robotics club. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's fantastic. 
It's going to be great on the resume. Hell yeah. And so I followed up with him this week. I was like, hey, did you sign up for robotics? He's like, no, I missed a deadline. So I'm going to join anime club instead. (laughs) And I didn't. I was like, fuck. And I didn't didn't want to just crush him. I didn't be like, listen, anime is for losers. You got to cut that right out. The clubs don't know. I just, so I'm trying to like, I'm trying to encourage him, but also steer him in the way. Yeah, it's hard because it's like, oh no, like follow your curiosities and your interests and like cultivate community, but like. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> it's like anime, dude. I mean, you're going to get beat up in either club. Oh man. But at least you're the one that's going to make a little money in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Anime, I've I, I've given anime like many chances and I, I just haven't really connected with it, but yeah, that's okay. I yeah I had a big phase because I I loved Dragon Ball Z growing up and mm. I think that's where my obsession with like MMA comes from. Ooh. I think it's just live action anime. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh my god! What a beautiful reframing of like combat sports. That's all it is. And oh so um, so I had that phase, and then um, I guess it kind of had like a renaissance. Dragon Ball Z. So now my brother's really into Dragon Ball Z. And so he's always like, who would win in a fight, like Goku or God? And I'm like, I don't know, probably some robot that you could build. <laughs> is God, does he mean God like outside of anime or is there a God character in in Dragon Ball Z? Um, well, I guess I guess there is a God character in Dragon Ball Z, but uh, I don't know. I just use that example as, um, you know. Okay. We did grow up pretty Catholic. I was going to ask if you grew up with religion. Yeah, I grew up pretty Catholic. What's what's pretty Catholic? I did. Um, I went to CCE. It was like a Catholic school, and then I did. Um, what are the big three? There's like confession, and then communion, mm-hmm. and then the last step is like confirmation. Yeah, I never did confirmation. Oh, you didn't get confirmed. No. Oh, why yeah. not? Uh, I just fell, explain fell yourself. Out of it. Yeah, <laughs> I just. I I I don't. I'm not like a big anti-religious guy. Mm-hmm. It's just like. Um, I remember not wanting to go because it was boring. Mm. I didn't have some like big revelation yeah. of like, you know, Christianity was the weapon of the colonizers. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, oh, this is boring. Yeah. And so I stopped going. What was your, did your parents, did they feel neutral about that? My mom is pretty, uh, my mom's pretty religious. I mean, she's very like spiritual and has her faith, mm-hmm. um, but she's not like by the book uh, okay. Catholic. And uh, my dad is quote unquote religious, but he never goes to church. He goes to church like twice a year. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. doesn't follow the Ten Commandments at all. Sure. You know? But, uh, but like he won't say the Lord's name in vain. That's like the extent of it. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's we all, would go it, to church. He'd be outside smoking a cigarette. Sounds all we did. And that's one of the, that's one of the big 10 no nos. Oh, yeah. Smoking no, cigarettes. It's not. Yeah. It's not. That's the fourth C is mm-hmm. cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually super Catholic to smoke cigarettes. It's always so cool to me when people, um, I don't know, grow up in with some kind of like a pretty, a pretty robust like institutional religion. Yeah. Um, then they sort of decide they want to move away from it or aren't don't want to be as active in it. And mm-hmm. like that, that as a child or an, as or as an adolescent that you felt like. Uh, that you were able to to do that, to, to like say like, no, actually I'm bored yeah. and I don't want to, even if it wasn't like, I don't even believe in God. It's just like, I'm so bored. I'm not going to that. Right. I never like felt that 
per, I mean, no, no one's going to give you permission. That's I was like waiting for permission to be like to 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 be like I don't want to do this anymore. And for yeah. someone to be like, and that's okay. No one's gonna. No one was ever going to be like, and that's fine. Um, they were so like, do it. Uh, and I think it's just so cool that you were like not for me anymore. Well, it wasn't like um, it, it wasn't like a hard stand. It's just mm. I sort of gradually faded away from it. Okay, you know. Um, so it wasn't anything like heroic. Or anything like that. You're a hero. Stop <laughs> running away from it. But are you like, are you still, did, were you like uh, practicing or? I grew up in, in a, like in a very observant Jewish household. Okay. Um, so like a lot of rules. We followed a lot of rules. Yeah. And um, it was more like practice based than like really spiritual, like practice and community oriented. Like uh -huh. as long as you like go to the schools and go to the synagogue and like do the, do the things and like perform the rituals, like you're in the club and you're doing the right thing. Um, I don't feel like my family members were particularly spiritual people. It's mm. so a more like kind of cerebral academic sort of culture, which is a bizarre kind of religion. But um, well, that's cool. Cause I feel like Christians are pretty dumb. <laughs> Like a lot yeah. of it is rooted in like <laughs> them being dumb. Well, it feels like it's it's rooted in faith. Like it's rooted. Yeah. It just says if you believe, then you, you Gucci. Okay. Uh -huh. Whereas in for at least the Judaism I'm familiar with, it's like oh, you could be an atheist. Like preferably you're not. Preferably you do believe in in the in the theology, but you could get by. Like no one knows. Yeah. The the, the like integrity of your theological belief is kind of irrelevant. Well, your, I mean, to, I feel like that's more practical and like, yeah, I don't know. I always like the community aspect to it, but we were never a part of that. Because also I went to church in like Deer Park, Texas, okay. which like I think our church at one point was across the street from the old like clan headquarters. Sick. So it was like very white. Yeah. And um, so I just never really felt like I fit in. And um, so I think that was subconsciously another part of it. Did you grow up in a mostly, like in a predominantly white community or school? There or? were predominantly white communities very close to where I grew up. Yeah. But um, it was pretty diverse. Like where I grew up in Pasadena was, um, it was almost split, like half white, half uh, Hispanic. And um, and then there were a couple of us, like non-white, non-Hispanic sprinkled here and there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I was lucky enough to grow up around a lot of different people. Yeah. I guess. And then whenever I went to college and started doing stand-up, um, I was introduced to like a whole new level of diversity. And um, I was glad for that too. Houston is sneaky diverse. Houston, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sneaky diverse, I love that. <laughs> so, okay, so I know, so you said that you were like kind of a shy, serious, reserved kid. Mm -hmm. And I know that you played tennis pretty seriously. I don't know, oh, yeah. I don't know how seriously. I'd love to learn more about that and then i would love to understand how and when it you also grew into comedy um, and whether that was like always in the back of your mind or yeah I, I always loved comedy and i've always loved like stand up i remember in middle school like i would watch like russell peters that special that he put on youtube yeah mm -hmm. uh, somebody's gonna get a hood real bad <laughs> i love that i memorized the entire special and um Whoa. i love chris rock he was my favorite comic and probably still is yeah and um, so I was always a huge fan, but I never thought to do it. What do you, what do you, what about Chris Rock? Uh, like, I just love that he was, I could tell that I didn't understand the context of what he was saying because I didn't, when I watched him, it was like in the 90s, I didn't understand race relations, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But you can tell that what he's saying is like, 
uh, taboo. You know what I mean? And, yeah. I, and I love that energy and the atmosphere that that created. You yeah. know, it's like saying something that you're not supposed to. Yeah. And I think on a primal level, that's just funny. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing as a kid talking about pee pee and poo poo in mm-hmm. class. You know, there's nothing funnier. It's it really is the classics. <laughs> And um, so I loved Chris Rock. Um, that was like my introduce, my introduction to comedy. But you weren't like a class clown type. No, no. And honestly, I, the more I don't think most comics were. I always feel like class mm-hmm. clown. The comics in class were always the kids in the back making fun of the class clowns. That was that's what I felt like I was. Yeah. And when I was with my friends, that would be very funny. But if I didn't feel comfortable or um, I was with strangers, I'm like I don't. Yeah. 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 Super. Yeah. And they're not going to like me. The things I find funny, like, you know, I was a kid laughing at Chris Rock. This These kids will be horrified by what I would think is funny. So, yeah, um, so yeah I, I always loved comedy. And then um, but I was, what was I talking about again? Well, I, I was just asking, like, you know, how, how you were introduced to it. Like, whether yeah. you always sort of knew you wanted to do it or. No, it definitely wasn't that. I, I didn't even think that you could do it. I didn't know how comics became comedians. Yeah, I still don't. I'm I thought still... like you were just funny in a coffee shop and an agent was like, uh-huh. hey, you want to, uh-huh. you know, yeah. So, uh, but I think when I was, uh, my first year in college, it was a comedy club near my house, which later became like my home club. It was called the Comedy Showcase. And I went when I was like 18. With Where did buddy. you go to college? Uh, University of Houston. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I lived at home in Pasadena. Okay. And um, so I went one night, like on a Thursday with my buddy, and then uh, we watched this comic that blew my mind. Damn. And now I, I recognize he was a hack. He was like a fucking road <laughs> hack. And like his closure was some bit about like Chinese finger traps, which oh, I'm man. sure he pointed at me or something. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, but I remember like, this is incredible, like a real life comedian. And uh, after that, it started to seep in my head. I was like, I could probably do that. And um, I was wrong, but <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying, you know, but uh, yeah. And then I think the first time I ever did stand up was uh, I was in college and I had a professor. I was a poli sci major and like my intro to poli sci. Oh, you were? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we can talk about that. I'm very pessimistic on that as a. As Science. a discipline? Yeah, yeah. Same. It's not real. I don't I don't feel like I learned anything in college besides like, I don't know, polling, which <laughs> which funny enough, around the time I graduated was whenever Trump was elected. So it's like, oh, polling is bullshit too. Great. Nice. Yeah. So none of this is real? Okay, just yeah, checking. Yeah, great. <laughs> great. But great, um great. yeah, he was a big Santa fan. And there was a podcast, like a local podcast that he was friends with, and mm-hmm. they had then perform and you got extra credit if you took a quiz on the podcast episode and so i went and then they were talking about open mics and then so i went to one and uh yeah the rest is uh the last 10 years of my life oh my god that's pretty amazing that you've already been doing it for 10 years yeah i started really young and i have like mixed feelings about that like obviously the experience that i had is cool Mm -hmm. and i feel like i know a lot about stand-up but at the same time like um I feel like, like, the MSG to stand up uh, is having like perspective and life sure. experience sure. outside of stand up, mm-hmm. and like pretty much my whole adult life has been spent getting on stage and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. I wish I had a life where I wasn't doing that, and I just had you know an interesting original perspective to draw from. And oh, but like, of course you do. Yeah. 
Um, I, I think I'm starting to now. Now that I'm out of my element, I'm living in a new city. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm away from my family. I just live like for myself 100%. Yeah. Um, I'm are, feeling that more now. Are most of your friends in like comedy or comedy adjacent somehow? Or? I would say like numbers wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like most of my friends are. But my closest friends are friends that I've had from like middle school. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, okay. Can you tell us about tennis? Yeah, so uh, all of my close friends, there's like four of us. Um, we we were close friends in middle school, but then I found out they were playing tennis and I've been playing tennis for like a year and a half without me. Mm. And so I started playing and we all got wrapped up in that. And so like my high school years was just completely devoted to tennis. Wow. And um, I was always like a fun kid. I was like a fun guy. But also, I can be like very intense mm-hmm. about like my hobbies and my interests. Mm-hmm. Um, Same, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so uh, I was just a hundred and ten percent like every day played tennis, spent all my free time watching tennis on TV. Um, I would like practice in my room, and it, like wow. it just completely engulfed my life. Yeah. And um, now I feel that way more towards like stand up. Um, Do you still feel that kind of intensity? Yeah, like I, I know that about myself. Yeah. yeah. It's a little point where I have to be conscious about it and like yeah. turn it down. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, like I think that part of me being a serious kid, I don't think that'll ever fully went away. Um, me being like silly and funny, quote unquote, it's all very like deliberate, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Do you think yeah. it's why, why unfortunately? Because I feel like the illusion behind stand up and humor is it's all spontaneous and it's all just like natural it's and all free off the flowing. cuff yeah 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 but a lot of times it's like right now i'm on and when i'm at home i'm off and uh so yeah that's how i feel yeah i think that but that's so real like this stand-up is a i don't know it's not one thing but yeah um I, yeah like being i don't know yeah, I mean, I think there's like an illusion to it, and the people I love the most are the people who are just like naturally, they can't help but be funny. They're characters almost, you know, and they never get far in comedy because they're so helpless and yeah. they can't take care of themselves. Yeah. That's why they're so funny. But <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Like the funniest people will never get the credit that they're due. And it's because they're, on the, they're their own worst enemy, and that's why they're so funny. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, they're all funny and like no business or like balance or right. Yeah, there's no balance. Yeah, did um you were in Houston? Did uh anybody talk about our friend Scotty Scotty Peterson? No, but I think you you posted about him recently. Yeah, I think like the week that you were there, or maybe a little after, around that time. Um, like a really good friend of ours, and like a really the heart of the city uh died like tragically wow yeah and he was one of those guys like f- one of the most brilliant funniest talented people like i ever met probably will ever meet um died and he was another guy that was just um couldn't help but like trip on himself all the time yeah but in terms of like uh just being an outstanding person like there was nobody better you know? damn yeah. are you feeling I'm, I don't know. I, I don't know how, I don't know what your relationship with him was like, but are you? I, I've know, known him for a long grief? time. Uh, probably close to like 10 years now. Wow. I wasn't 
so it's like a long relationship, but I wasn't, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't as close with them as some of my other friends. Sure. So obviously I'm very sad because it's like a tragic thing that happened to somebody I knew. Yeah. But um, some of my other friends were a lot, uh, they were like devastated. Yeah. And I think that sort of hurt me uh, a lot more. I feel empathetic towards them. Yeah. 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 yeah you feel their loss. Yeah. It is a great dude. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. I'm really sorry to hear that. That's just bad oh yeah no, i'm over it <laughs> whatever um so anyway um no that's uh that's big stuff well uh, so what what are you like are you like chasing something do you do you got like specific kinds of goals or do you feel like you're just kind of in a good uh yeah yeah i guess i have like like you you moved to new york that was a yeah. big move like i I mean, yeah, I would want comedy to be, like, my full-time career. Mm -hmm. You know, I would like to be, like, a touring headliner yeah. to, like, clubs, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I don't feel like I'm there yet. Right now, you know, I, I want to get into the clubs here in New York. And um, I don't know. Like, my long-term goals are very loose. But I feel like I am chasing something. And I don't know. Maybe I just am embarrassed to admit it to myself. But, Yeah. Yeah, like I wonder even like outside career, like the career framework, but just like in terms of like expression and like your oh, yeah. like as a as an artist, like mm -hmm. you you are a performer, like as a as a stand up comic, even yeah. though like even if even if off stage you're like not a clown, <laughs> you know, you're <laughs> like a serious or whatever, just like a regular person. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. Like, what's your what? What I'm I want to know. I'm like, what's what's Victor trying to say? Um, I, I think about it all the time, so I have a lot of thoughts on oh it. Oh my gosh, please, like, just I mean, I, and don't feel obviously please, yeah. like obviously everybody that starts doing comedy, they want to like quote unquote make it and they want to be famous and have all the money and not this guy. <laughs> well, I you're a special breed, no. <laughs> but. um I don't know. I feel like the more you do it, your your taste change, your perspective mm -hmm. changes. You respect different types of comics, mm -hmm. you know. And um, so, I don't know what I would want my career to look like. You know, I don't think I'm going to be the guy that's like on to like I'm not going to be like a Kevin Hart or like you know that type of comic. Yeah. But I think what I would want at the end of the day is to be a comic that other comics revered. You know what I mean? For like sure. the people who are deep in a comedy, like, yo, you got to like see this guy. This guy's really good. Yeah. You know, I don't have to go into a city and sell out a fucking theater yeah. for four nights in I a feel row. You. I, feel I would you. like to go and do the seat or club like the Seeker Group, like yeah. a hundred seat, 200 mm -hmm. thing, but with people who like really liked me. Yeah. People who were like, no, we fuck with yeah. this. Yeah. And to live comfortably off of that, that would be amazing. Yeah. I, That'd be oof. great. Yeah. And yes. if I had if I had anything, that's already a lofty goal, I think. But if I had anything more than that, then that's just icing on the cake. Yeah. But um yeah. I don't know, man. Like dream big. Why not? Why not you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh I, I think it would be foolish to say, you know, oh I, I wanna I want I'm gonna be a big star, right? <laughs> By the same time, it's also foolish to say, like, oh, I I never cared about that. I'm too cool for that. It's, well, no, it's like you you're ambitious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can be ambitious without the the like ultimate goal being like um this generic sort of like wealth fame status mm -hmm. but yeah. it's a, like a little more specific to like the craft that you're you yeah. know, pursuing i'm always worried about being 
I was asking myself, like, am I delusional? Like, am I crazy for pursuing this or to keep doing this every night? Because, like, obviously you see people who have done it and they're around. And uh, so there's proof that it can be done. Mm -hmm. But also you have you see people who have been doing it for 20 years and they're doing the same act for 20 years. And it's awful. It's terrible. Yeah. And then when I see that, I'm like, well, technically I'm closer to them than I am. Do you really think that? I think that's a possibility, you know. I feel like um I'm one degree of separation from being delusional. Oh my gosh. I your feelings are valid. Um, <laughs> but agree to disagree. I I've I don't know, you seem like some I don't know, anyone who like uproots and then moves to a new city like with for this specific endeavor. I'm yeah. just like you got you have some drive and you have some like integrity and you're like, I'm committed to this thing and I want to like, I want to cultivate it in me. Like you're, Oh you're yeah. Prioritizing thanks. yourself. Well, I mean, if it makes you feel any better, I know twice as many people who have done the same thing who are God awful. <laughs> this is true. This is true. But I mean, yeah, but the, like, am I delusional? That's like us being our own worst enemy kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, we all experience, I, maybe I can't, maybe not everyone, but insecurity is, is normal. Uh -huh. I feel yeah. like that's a marker of some sanity or yes. some, some yeah. humility. That's why, that's what people have told me to come from me. They're like, delusional people don't ever question, you know, their sanity. They're like, I'm right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, the wondering, like, what's, the yeah, I, no, I feel you. Yeah. And then, and then you see people who, like we talked about it earlier, you see people who are just amazing and original and uh, I couldn't touch them creatively yeah. and they get nothing. It's like, well, if they're, if they're struggling, what the, what am I going to do? I know. But then on the flip side, you see like hacks get outstanding success. Yeah. And that angers me too. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. It's yeah. So it's like, all right, you just got to figure out, you just got to yeah. chart your own course. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. the key is just having a little bit of balance. Like obviously being yeah. a creative person is a huge part of that. But you also have the, have the balance of being someone who could take care of yourself and make the right, you know, business moves. Sure. I hate saying that, but you know, you got to have both. You got to have some sense of like acumen in that way. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know, like knowing how to like developing um, professional judgment, mm -hmm. like you develop creative judgment, but also the professional stuff. Like, what do you say no to? What do you say yes to? And I don't know. Um, I'm curious if your family, how they feel about stand up. I think um, for you. So I, I was the oldest. And so it was like me too. Really? I feel, I feel how many siblings. Do you I feel have? older sibling energy from you. Oh, yeah. And I say that in like a. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we are the same. You were <laughs> no, um, no, that's uh, that's nice to hear. Actually, yeah. but um, um, wait, what was I talking about again? Um, if your family's like into stand up, oh right, for you, my yeah, they didn't really see that in me because I was always quiet, especially around them yeah. or like my dad. Mm. Um, so they're always very hesitant, and then it was a classic like Asian things like we want you to be a doctor, lawyer, of course. blah blah blah, yeah, yeah, yeah. and um. So they were anxious about me for a while, especially my dad. But I think they've seen me recently. They've seen me perform in like some like good shows, mm -hmm. and um, they've seen me do really well. Yeah, and I think that eased them. They're like, okay, he's not crazy. Like, yeah. he's actually he's actually very. These know, people are laughing. So. Yeah, yeah, and so um, 
I feel like their tone has changed, you know, and, and now, especially that like I've moved and I'm really settled on like, this is what I'm going to do. Now they're like very supportive. And, um, I think they're anxious about me. Like they, they want me to be successful too. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. You know? So like my dad will call me and he's like, do you get any, uh, do you ever reach out to that agent or whatever? Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now they're yeah. just sort of like looking for the achievement benchmarks in this context. Right. Right. But it's also hard to explain to them because it's like, it's for sure. There's no set career path. Yeah. You know, it's not like it's law so scary. school. Where I like, know. You go, you do your three years and you whatever. So my dad's like, how many years does it usually take to get a comedian? I'm like, it takes a lifetime. Yeah, it's your like, whole It's life. really about the journey, dad. <laughs> it's not the destination, dad. It's yeah. the friends you make along the way. Yeah. But yeah. I'm, I, I feel lucky because my parents are, they're pretty supportive. And they didn't really give me like a huge ultimatum or anything. Um, but I think that's how most parents would be, you know, because a lot of Asian kids are afraid to pursue their passions because you're like, my parents are going to disown me. They're going to kill mm. me. It's like, no, dude, they love you. You know, like, sure, they might be upset. They might deter you at the beginning. But if you show that you're serious and you have some aptitude in this, yeah, they're going to support you because, like, it's almost biological. They love you. They want you in their life, you know. And if they don't, then, well, then that's that's like a deeper issue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are you are you close with your parents? Yeah, I, I'm very I'm very close with my family. Yeah, probably too close. Like we overshare. Um, like in about what? Like just everything. Like there's never been. Um, we're all like very open people. Very open about like our anxieties, our emotions, and um, that's awesome. Like dating and stuff. Yeah, uh, I kind of tell them everything. Um, it's just always been that way because that's how they are. Yeah. To a fault. Like, I, there are things now as an adult where I look back and I'm like, they should have kept that away from me. They, <laughs> yeah. Why did they tell me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, yeah. They, it, was, it was a lot. It was a lot growing up with them. But um, I feel like it, I feel like that played a big part in my humor and how, like, my personality is. Like, I'm not afraid to, like, share things with people. And uh, it's it's actually comforting in a way. I think people like that. It's like uh, they enjoy being with somebody who allows himself to be like open. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so. I'm I'm living for this. Um, no, <laughs> which is also I'm sorry to cut you off, but like, Go ahead. it's also another reason why I can be so shut off sometimes. Like at work, at all my jobs, I, I've been like almost destitute. Like I won't talk to anybody because I know once I start talking, I'm gonna tell them like traumatic things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not suitable for the office. Yeah. So yeah. What do you do during the day? I'm a paralegal. Paralegal oh. is a euphemism. I'm a legal assistant at a job, and I'm terrible at my job. <laughs> I I hate it. It's uh yeah, but it's a you know it's a means to an end and a convenient job for like stand up at yeah. night. Nine to five. Yeah. yeah. Have you been doing that for many years? Mm -hmm. I graduated college in 2016. And then in 2017, um, I got a job at a law firm. Because that was kind of my whole strategy, being a poli-sci major. Yeah. First was like, oh, I'm going to trick my parents into thinking I'm going to go to law school. Uh, but my goal was always to like get this degree, get a job in a law firm, because I knew it would complement stand-up, you know, and make like yeah. an okay living. Um, and so I've just been doing that since. That's yeah. very wise. But I hate it now. I wish I could find something else. Yeah. I, I think like, um, 
I wanted a stable job, like a stable nine to five. Yep. Because I knew I wanted to move to New York and I knew it's expensive. Mm -hmm. But also like uh, I feel like a lot of comics and a lot of creatives in general romanticize the starving artist thing. Yeah. And I don't think – I feel like the constant anxiety of worrying about how you're going to make it to your next meal or pay rent, I think that blocks you – creatively and mentally totally it doesn't allow any uh free space for like um you know like being creative or working on your shit yeah so um so yeah i i'm like a big no you're trying to yeah i it's obviously like jobs um employment just be can you afford to be alive <laughs> like yeah it's also fraught and and pretty fucked up but if you if you're able to like adequately take care of yourself and, and support yourself and like help yourself meet your needs, like your real needs, like food, shelter, you know, healthcare, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Take care of yourself. I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I would love to abandon this job. I'm so fucking for, tired. I, I totally feel you. <laughs> yeah. I, I went to law school to basically try to try to do your scheme, but like, one level up. I was like, oh, I'm, I'll be a lawyer so I can just like, oh, whoa, yeah. then do all my, all my creative hobbies that I love mm -hmm. and like at nighttime. And then it just like totally imploded and backfired in my face. Oh, um, how? Yeah. Um, did you say wow or how? How? Oh. I was also, you know, I was also impressed. No, please. <laughs> no, it was like a, there's just so many of us who go to law school just like, well, I don't know what else I'm going to do. And then you yeah. sort of like, I, it, it's it's a little bit um, it's a little bit misleading to say like oh I like I just ended up in law school like you have to try really hard to go For sure, yeah um, but I was like I was so delusional like I was truly like not making decisions for myself I was like this is what society and family and parents like will be okay with like uh -huh. this this won't rock the boat I'll do this and then I'll have enough money to just like be able to like play bass and like go to dance class do improv just like do all this other stuff that yeah. I that I that I really want to do mm -hmm. um and then it was just way too toxic um it was just too right. much um and had like, to like it was toxic, like the culture of law school. The culture or? of law school, the culture of the legal of le the law as an industry, just uh -huh. as an institution in the country, like in this country. Yeah. Um, and it's like broken across so many different axes, and mm -hmm. it's also just fundamentally adversarial and competitive. Yes, which is so not who I am. Which is just, just again, like, dude, why, why did you go to law school then? Like, it's, but that's a whole other thing but just coming to terms with like oh my gosh my personality really is not suited for this and it's yeah. just like coming to a head and being like oh my god I can't I can't chase these law goals like that all my classmates are chasing with the same ambition like I'm just not I just don't want it the way you guys yes. want it yeah, yeah I really yeah. don't it's really nice to hear that articulated from somebody smarter than me <laughs> I, I feel that same way and like uh yeah I totally get that um and I, I feel like I've sort of learned that by working in a law firm. That's sort of solidified. That I was like, oh, I can never do this. I can never do this. No. Like the attorneys that I've worked with, they're really about it. Like 110% into it. And um, I I could not do what they did. No. Because I don't want to. That's, no. the, that's the thing. Is I, don't, I wouldn't want to. No. Yeah. yeah. And I really wasn't honest with myself about that until I was like in it. Yeah. Um, But, you know, eventually kind of like turned it around. But. 
yeah, I whatever. I think it's great that you like <laughs> aren't starving and are pursuing something that you love. Hell All right, yeah. yeah. I am literally starving. <laughs> like, <laughs> Have um, you eaten today? Uh, um, yeah, I, I, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I went on a date and I, I spent way more than I should have. That's not a flex. Like it ruined me financially. <laughs> Fiscally the wrong move yeah, for this so, quarter. Uh, so I've been like, I'm like on a meal a day. I'm like divvying it up because this fucking weekend oh just God. destroyed me. And yeah. the weekend before that, I went to the U.S. Open and overspent. Ooh. And it's just like, um, so yeah, I'm on poverty mode right now. Okay. But uh, luckily, I, I'm pretty sure I can like get out of it. Yeah. 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 Um, what's your What's your dating life like? Um, I was in a relationship for uh, like a long time, like four years in Houston. Oh, wow. And then we broke up during the pandemic. And then um, a lot of it was also like I was moving to New York and I felt like she uh, had the intention of like getting married and stuff. And so I was like, I, I can't keep up this facade. Yeah. I felt bad. I felt like I was holding her up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Uh, we broke up and uh, so, yeah, I just went out in New York and. Being single in New York, has everybody, has anybody talked about that on stage no, before? No, no. Do you have any, <laughs> any original takes on it? Edge. Is yeah, it cool yeah. and chill? Uh, it has <laughs> been cool. I feel like there's a big difference between dating in Houston and dating in New York. How so? I, I feel like uh, people in New York are, first off, racially, I feel like they're more open to dating somebody outside their own race. Whoa. Yeah, like a white girl's in Houston or in Texas. I think, I'm not saying that they wouldn't, especially in Houston. But um, it'll it is takes a little bit more like I was gonna say convincing, but that sounds gross. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as uh, <laughs> you really have to work to lure them in in Houston. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um, it's not as it's not as common. It's, it's yeah. Uh, but um, and also like I honestly think that the infrastructure lends itself to dating in New York more because in Houston like, like literally it, like trains literally like trains yeah. you can go on a date and then go back to their place it's no problem in Houston you gotta you gotta drive somewhere you gotta get drunk then you gotta they're like like is this guy worth abandoning my car or drunk driving back to <laughs> his place you know what I mean yeah that so, seems there's a lot on the line that's and so really it's, high stakes for like a first or second date very, it felt very high stakes and um, so it's been a lot better in New York. And in New York, I don't live with my parents, so mm. it's a huge, mm. that's a huge thing. That is going to be pretty huge. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. Are um, you, I don't know, are you Are you looking for something particular or just kind of like, oh, I go on dates I, when I feel like it? Yeah, I've just been dating. Like, I've been in a relationship for so long that uh, I was like, all right, well, I'll just do more casual stuff now. And... But I, I kind of like, I kind of know myself. I know that I prefer being in a relationship and uh, it's just how I'm wired. I like mm -hmm. to um, devote myself to like one thing. Yeah. It's like part of that, like same intensity that I had with like tennis and 
stand up and stuff. Yeah. I feel yeah. like there's some there's like creative types who are like free spirits and like personally I don't I, I don't identify that way. No, I'm like, yeah, no, me I'm either. feet on the ground, like what's the budget? Like I just yeah. feel very matter of fact. And similarly in, in relationships, like, I like to feel very grounded with like my friends and wh- whatever. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um just kind of like popping in and out, dating this person, that person isn't really my style. Um, same, so it's yeah. it, uh, and it, and it's it hard to, to like uh, it's hard to appreciate people that way. Yeah. Because like I'll go on a I'll go on like a few first dates and it's just like it almost feels like going through the motions sometimes mm-hmm. and it's just uh boring. Um so yeah. And and then I, I what I've noticed is like if I hang out with somebody regularly, then it's like um that's whenever I start to feel like feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Like that. That's crazy. <laughs> that's insane (laughs) do you feel like there's a i've been wondering recently like what's when are you when are you allowed to start having feelings like when you start seeing someone like oh like i i don't know this is the sort of thing like there is no right answer to this question it's like uh just communicate and talk about it with the person but i feel like i I'm very emotional, like I'm a, I'm an emotionally open and available person, like uh-huh. just most of the time, um, probably to a fault. But so I'm just, it's very, if I'm like, keep hanging out with you, I'm like, oh, well, yeah, of course there's feeling, like, catch yeah. feelings. What, like they've been here. Like I just, it's, how could I not? Like, uh-huh. but then I feel, then I feel crazy. Well, I don't think you should feel crazy because it's like, we both confirm that we do the same thing. It's, true. it's like a natural it's thing true. that happens. I, it would be crazy for somebody to not understand that. Yeah. It's like, what? We've been hanging out every week and yeah. you like me more than other people? It's yeah. like, yeah, duh. <laughs> That's how it happens. Oh, thank you for saying, I, yeah. I needed this validation. <laughs> because that, that happens to me a lot. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I have a lot of friends who were like afraid to dive into their feelings or commit mm. to their feelings because they know it's not going to end well. Mm. You know, it's like, who cares if it doesn't end well? Like the, the emotional journey, the journey, it's the and, journey. Yeah. It's like, it's worth it. It's yeah. worth it. You know, it's like, okay, well then go fucking don't ignore your feelings. Don't pursue that. Just live your life as a fucking live cokehead every night. And yeah. Like, cool, dude. That's, that's much more <laughs> responsible. <laughs> that's way more level headed. <laughs> That's a very that's a much better move for your soul. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Do you have like a a type? Or are there um, certain kinds of people? Also, do you do you date women? Yeah, yeah. I I uh I don't know if I have a type. I I think I'm I might I just don't know it yet. Yeah. You know. That's yeah. how I feel similarly. Mm-hmm. I'd love to know. But I say I, that, but then I'm like, what I I don't know. I, I think an easier question would be like is there anything that you don't like in a person? Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, is there? Uh, I've gone out with a few neo-Nazis. I didn't like that. That is no, really <laughs> cool of you. <laughs> I, Look, someone has to. I went, on, I went on a date in Houston with this girl. And it was like off of Hinge. It was my first Hinge date, and she was awful. She was terrible. Oof. She kept um, like her whole life philosophy is like, oh, I just do whatever I want because like people around me like they'll never see me again. Like strangers will never see me again, so I don't care what they think of me. And I understood what she meant by that. It's mm-hmm. like um, I, I felt like it was a coping mechanism, yeah, for her insecurities, yeah. But it's like uh, no, I think you should care a little bit what other people think of you because uh, you're like directly affecting them. You know, yeah. you, you have a role in society and yeah. stuff. She was awful. Yeah, you do. She sounds great, though. Like I, uh, the she was very like a 
type, mm-hmm. you know? It's like, yeah, I went to school. I'm like a marine engineer, yada, yada, whatever, which is fine. But then um, she's very, like, class-driven, like, material-driven yeah. and stuff, which is also fine. I get that that's, like, uh, is it? <laughs> a thing, but, like, it's not what I am. Yeah. No, I, th- I thought I was that, and I was, like, on that train. And really? And that's when I, like, it just crashed. That's yeah. interesting, Yeah. It's just like prestige, prestige, status, like just security. Like that's what I was. That's really, and then you realize that you weren't. Yeah, I, I never was, but I was uh-huh. just like afraid to not do that because that's what was normal. Uh, like where I see. I, yeah, that's what yeah, was normalized yeah. for me. Uh, but then like she, uh, I think pretty early in the date, she realized that this wasn't mm-hmm. working. Mm-hmm. So I got like a bottle of like some cheap wine. Mm-hmm. And I went to the bathroom. And then when I came out, she's like downing the bottle. She's like Kills the bottle. Like she's drinking from the bottle. From the bottle. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, I was like, okay, I'm not going to make her feel weird. So I sit down and then um, she goes, hey, so um, I'm actually going to trivia night right now. That's why I wanted us to meet earlier because I planned after. And uh, my friend's going to come pick me up and then we're going to go. I'm like, all right, well, uh, (laughs) I guess we'll settle out. So we take care of the bill and stuff. And Mm -hmm. then um, her friend's not there yet. So she's like, well, you can go. I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, I'll I'll stay so you don't have to like sit here alone. And so I stay. Her friend comes and like picks her up. We're outside, like in a little patio thing. Mm-hmm. She's like, all right, bye. She's like hops the gate and like goes to the car and leaves to like little Woodrow's to do like some trivia night. I was just like baffled at how fucking crazy. Yeah, that's this was. that's baffling. So I called my friend Eddie. Do you remember Eddie? Eddie Alvarez? Did you meet him? I don't. Dating uh, Tess, who runs uh, TNA. I'm not sure if I. I'm not sure if I met him. Okay, well, he's like one of my. He's one of my best friends. So I call Eddie. I'm like, dude, you'll never guess. Like, I just went on the weirdest date. He goes, Oh, dude, come tell me about it. I'm at trivia night at Little Woodrow's. Oh <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> of all the places. Yeah. So you- it was weird. Like, she was sort of an encapsulment of like a lot of traits that I realize I don't like in people. Yeah, it's like very like class material driven. Um, not a lot of like. Doesn't seem very considerate. Yeah, very inconsiderate, a little like um un, like self-unaware. What's the word for that? Just not self-aware. Not self-aware. Yeah. And she also had no appreciation for like anything like artistic. Mm. I'm not like an artistic guy either, but like like I asked her like, have you seen any good movies lately? She's like, I don't really like movies. I'm like, all right, well, like TV. She goes, I don't watch TV. Doesn't like anything. It doesn't like anything. Yeah. I was like, what do you like doing? She's like, I just like hanging out with my friends. Like, okay, what are you, 16 years old? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like man. chilling at the mall with my friends. <laughs> I like going to Claire's and just sort of <laughs> looking around, maybe getting a piercing. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Have you ever um, gone through like a like rebellious phase? I think so. Yeah, like um, I think for me that phase was like, I think the phase was in middle school when I started rebelling and I was like kind of a, I was kind of like a, I don't know. I feel like that's whenever I was like consciously rebelling against my parents and like the way I brought up, but the way I did it was like, I don't know, like I had like a skateboarding phase and I would have like, I was a latchkey kid. So I would have mm-hmm. friends come over when they weren't supposed to, yeah. you know? Um, but my, my mom always thought that my rebellious phase was when my sister was born I was like seven or eight. And that's whenever I started like being funny, mm. like in class and stuff. 
Um, that's what she thought it started. But I'm trying to think of things that I did. Oh, yeah. I remember in middle school, it was whenever I started to get in trouble. It was like the only time in my life where I got in trouble at school. Um, there were a couple of times where I got like in school suspension or whatever, mm. which is dumb. But the first time I got in trouble was uh, I stole like those detention slips from like my teacher's desk and I filled it out for the Hell principal's yeah. daughter. Oh. I wrote it all out. I wrote like to Claire, uh, I'm going to say her last name. Dox her. Yeah, yeah. And then I, and then the reason for detention was like for being a fat bitch. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then I signed it as the I uh, signed it as the assistant principal. But then I wrote my own signature underneath that, and so like I showed it to all my friends, and I was gonna turn it in anonymously with, with my your signature. signature. Yeah, I know it was dumb. But I remember I left it out uh, in my house, and my parents Ooh. found it, and, like grilled me on it, like all Ooh. night. They're like, "Did you do this? Did you write this?" And I was like, "No, that wasn't me." And they're like, "Are you sure? Because your signature's on it." It's like, no, I think some kid forged my signature. And they obviously they knew. And so they're like, you swear. I was like, yes. They're like, you swear <laughs> on your grandmother's grave. I'm like, if if she was here right now, I'd say it to her face, yes. Promise it wasn't me. So they called my bluff and they turned it in themselves. They turned it into the principal. Oh man. And I got like suspended from that. And I was like, my that was my big rebellious thing. Oh, yeah. and then one time I got out. The second time I got suspended in middle school was I got dropped off the bus, and this kid in the back of the bus like gave me the finger, mm-hmm. and so I chased the bus down, giving him the finger. And um, the next day, I got called to the office, and the principal was like, "Yeah, the bus driver complained that you chased her down three stops, flipping her off because she oh. told you to be quiet on the bus." And I was like, "No, no, I was actually just doing that to another student." No, she and I are cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why didn't she know that? That That was dumb too. (laughs) Oh, and then we had like a little candy drive thing and uh, it was for like a new PA system for the theater department. And I was like, that's never going to work. That's never, that's not a selling point. So I went around my neighborhood telling people it was for uh, homeless veterans. Oh my God. And then I upcharged everybody. (laughs) You're just like doing fraud on the masses. It was like a dollar for a bar and I sold it for $2 a bar. And then I would just eat the extra candy bars. Hell yeah. And then I guess like I sold to somebody (laughs) whose kid was also doing the drive. And then I got suspended for that. (laughs) But that was, I I, I only got in trouble in middle school and high school. I was pretty straight. Yeah. I didn't get into trouble. Yeah. Oh my God. That's that's so funny. (laughs) Like a scheme. Yeah. So I I guess, I guess that was like my big rebellion. Yeah. Did you have like a thing or it wasn't until after you it finished feels like law now. school? Yeah. <laughs> law school for me, I think law school was like college for like what, what college is socially for a lot of people. I think that's what law school was for me. Like, really? I found like a group that I hung out with. Yeah. It was like a lot of public interest kids who were like fuck corporate law. We want to like help people. And it's, I was like, yeah, I didn't come to law school to help people. I like fully came here to like make some money, but like it's too hard and annoying. So yeah, fuck the man. (laughs) Like I I too want to help people (laughs) or at least hang out with people who do. Um, so I found cool people and then, yeah. And that's where, where I was like, Oh, not going to pursue this. I like found I like realized that stand up was kind of, I've always like been I've always like done performance, like uh-huh. different kinds of 
like music, dance, yeah. theater, but um, didn't know what like my medium was um, mm. until until I watched until I, I got very into stand up in law school. Who was like uh, Rory Scovel? Oh, that's such a good pick. Yeah. Rory Scovel's great. Like truly, I yeah, and I, I say this every podcast episode because anytime someone's like, "Who's your fat?" I say Rory Scovel, and I don't yeah. I don't think I've done a single podcast, mine or anyone else's, where I haven't mentioned his name. So it's it's a little creepy at this point. But, I don't think so. No, but that's awesome. I just, I, yeah, I, I watched his Netflix special and I, I was just like, floor, like I watched it like 45 times in a row. Mm -hmm. I was like, what is this? It's amazing. And he's so loose. So he's so free. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, I want to be free. I want to be free like you. Like I just was so inspired. Yeah. I think every um, comedian wants to do that. Yeah. Um, and and so just even like mentally committing to that felt like a massive act of of rebellion. But I think also like toward the end of college is when I sort of started leaving observant religion, mm -hmm. um, and start yeah started leaving that behind. Um, it was great. It was a gradual goodbye. But um, yeah, law school was sort of my. I feel like I'm just coming out of puberty now. <laughs> it's really weird. I was like such a serious kid like in as, even through through college through college, oh so you were too okay yeah 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 yeah. i yeah. was very like um well like even with your friends um i was kind of like a like a mediator friend like yeah. i wouldn't like instigate fights but i was always trying to you know just like assuage things and yeah. like i i didn't like to rock the boat ever i was like silly and goofy and we would like make videos together and like you That's know cute. do yeah. fun you know do fun stuff but i was like yeah i i was like very much like a goody two shoes like very afraid to break rules mm -hmm. um very afraid to get in trouble like so yeah. afraid so big I respect to middle school victor <laughs> Well, my dad, my dad was, uh, he taught me very early. He's like, you can break the rules. It's fine. That's really cool. He's, uh, but dad. not, not, he, <laughs> not his unfortunately rules. he led by example. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I just naturally sort of picked up on that, but, um, I didn't do it. I wasn't like that crazy. I didn't yeah. do anything that crazy. Um, yeah. Stand up is probably the biggest rebellious thing that I've done. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, well, yeah. I broke their hearts. <laughs> Are there any other, um, yeah, like, do you perform outside of stand-up? Um, no, like, uh, I just do stand-up. I started doing, like, photography and stuff. But really, oh, yeah. I just shoot, like, shows. I wanted to ask you about photography. That seems like it's another creative uh, Yeah, it's definitely, like, another creative outlet. Um, but you, I started that very recently. Like, that was in the last, like, two years or so. You're, I mean... You're great. <laughs> like, you, oh, thanks. You, you're, yeah. you're, you're I sensed that a compliment was coming. I was already starting to tense up. Oh, I was like, don't ah, say it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I really like. I, I have. I, I have a lot of opinions about <laughs> visual art, photography. They're not basic. Like, I'm ignorant and stupid, but um, I, I'm ignorant and stupid, and I love your work. <laughs> um, so yeah. No, yeah, but I really, yeah, you, yeah. I'm looking through, and I was like, ooh, this guy like knows composition. That's really cool. <laughs> Oh, cool. Yeah, it's cool to hear that because uh, most times I don't. That's one thing where I feel like I don't really know what I'm doing yet. But um, if, if, if it reads like you ha you have instincts, though. Oh, thanks. For it. Yeah. So like that. That's like another thing that I just got really intense about, and like I'll I'll like, I'll 
come home from doing stand-up, and then I'll just watch YouTube videos on, like, yeah, like, composition, mm-hmm. and like, lighting, and, like, editing and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It's kind of weird. But I, I enjoy it a lot. And uh, it it's given me a lot of insight about learning and, like, learning a new process. You know what I mean? Totally. And you draw the parallels between, like, stand-up or, like, a photography or any other creative pursuit. It's, like, it all sort of is you, – you sort of make the same progressions in each, like um, – uh, art form, I guess. Yeah, like yeah. learning the rules and the formats, and then yeah. eventually like venturing out of that. But first, needing to like understand what the what the boundaries are, uh-huh. like what what are the rules of the game? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's that thing where it's like uh, the first step in a creative pursuit is like you're really just doing an impression of you know I your favorites, yeah. and then after that, it's like you break that, yeah. and then. You break like the rules. I forgot what it was, but I I, I feel you. Yeah, yeah. Do you did you ever do that with stand up? Like, have yes, you ever, yeah. Oh wait, I was gonna ask you when you said Rory Scovel. I was gonna ask you, did you do like Rory Scovel? I always feel like I'm ch- trying to channel him, but uh-huh. like not success. I don't think anyone would say that. Like, it's a very hard one to do. Yeah, oh yeah, because yeah. he's just so uh, sort of singular. Yeah. But like. I'll like do weird spatial stuff. Like I'll just walk off the stage into the audience or like just stand on a chair or uh-huh. just sort of play. And I, I try, I try to like prioritize looseness. Mm-hmm. Like it, I'm like, what would Rory do? <laughs> you know, like yeah. he's, he's doing this to like for joy and mm-hmm. to have like to have fun. And I don't know, to me, he has someone with like a lot of artistic integrity, not in a, in a pretentious way, like in a no, very- No, I totally get that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think other, any comic artist would say that about Rory Scovel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Except he probably wouldn't say that about himself. <laughs> but he's, he like, he paints, like he plays God, like I just oh, know, I just know follow so much of like, listen to just too many interviews and whatever. But I love that he, like he has a very curious brain outside oh. of just stand up. Hey, send me those. I'm yeah. very down to listen to those. Hell Yeah. Um, but I'm definitely trying to, yeah, I, de- I definitely like think I'm channeling him, but it doesn't read, but like I want it to. Yeah. <laughs> but what it, about It's you? embarrassing, but I've, I did it and I've been around long enough to where I'll see people start and I see like which comic they're impersonating, yeah. you know? Mine, mine was Bill Burr. I would go up that's and so just do funny. Bill Burr, yeah. And I would do the accent, too. Really? And everybody just thought that's how I talked. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Is there, are there any tapes? I'm sure I could, uh, I'm sure I could find one, but I would, I would go up. I'd have my wrist on the mic stand. Yeah. Like, yeah you know what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my fucking uh, dad, this guy, <laughs> come home. He's calling me bro all the time. I'm like, Dad, you impregnated my mom three times. <laughs> yeah, bros don't fucking do that. <laughs> <laughs> so good oh my god and then like i would be embarrassed about like oh they're gonna know they're I'm gonna know impersonating him like that on stage so i would do that off stage oh my god you were method yeah so like off stage and like the for like the first year of me doing comedy it was like yeah victor's like this weird like texas asian kid who talks like he's from boston <laughs> <laughs> that is such fun trivia to know about you. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that's so funny. Yeah. Why did you stop, or like how did you move out of it? Why you like well, bored, or when I was so someone that like, was he doesn't sound like that. That was a very like influential time in like Houston comedy because there's like this wave of comics who were equal, the very intense about stand up. It was like me and um, 
Jaffer Khan and Asher Womack mm-hmm. and Matthew Broussard was there, but he was uh, like a tad bit before me. So yeah. he left when I really started. Yeah. Um, this guy, Matt Hahn, but we were all like on our asses about stand up and kind of mm-hmm. hard asses. And, um, so like they would call me out on it yeah, and kind of bully you out of that. And then I got bullied out of like, you know, I didn't know any better. So I would go up and I would do like the hacky Asian stuff and then they'd, they would make fun of you for that. So, you know, like, okay, don't do that. Mm. And it made us all better comics. Yeah. And um, so, yeah. that And that sort of started the wave. Like, that seed of comics introduced, like, Gabe Bravo and Andrew Youngblood. Yeah. And Stephen Brandau. And then those guys created the secret group. Yeah. And, like, um, sprinkled. And now there's, like, a, there's a physical manifestation of that where comics go and could actually be, like, real comics instead of being at a bar show yeah you know, be like yeah these fucking gays you know which, yeah. is, <laughs> which is what comedy was for a long time because like that's what you had to do mm-hmm. but now there's like sort of a safe space for where you could actually be creative and be yourself and do something original you know so so yeah yeah are do you feel like you've settled into a like who you are as a i, I think i'm getting closer uh, as I age yeah. and as, you know, and as I like, have more life experience. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't think I'm there yet. I still think I'm developing and stuff. But I look back, I look back at where I was a year, five years ago, 10 years ago when I was Bill Burr, you know. <laughs> 10 years and, ago when I was Bill Burr. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I see how much <laughs> things have changed. And so I was like, yeah, okay, I'm definitely becoming more myself. And, and then you hear from other comics too, you know, like they'll be like, oh, okay, that's like very Victor. And I don't really know what that means, but, you know, has yeah, a, what does that mean? What does that mean? I wonder what that means. It's like, you, I don't think I could define it, but I guess there's like a feel to it now, which is good. I guess that's what people would say your voice is. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's, you know, it's like not one thing, yeah. but. But also, I'm still doing, like, open mics and shit, so I'm not, like, whatever I'm saying, take with a grain of salt. Sure. <laughs> I, I never want to feel, like, too good or, like, done with mm-hmm. open. I don't know. I'm... Sometimes it bums me out that you don't see, like, bigger names yeah. at open mics. But, like, I, I understand. <laughs> like, it's... Yeah. They're brutal and, like, they're long yeah. and whatever, but I... I don't, part of me, I'm probably going to like just completely back out of this and like, you know, <laughs> one day, but I I don't know. I think open mics are important. I do too. I do too. Which one thing that bummed me out about moving here is like, um, well, the open mics in Houston were special because like actual people would come and they would, they would feel like shows. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's a lot of places that are not New York. Not New- sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. But, uh. I, I'm not above open mics. I would love to do them because, like, I, you know, stage time is valuable. Mm-hmm. What I noticed here is, like, I came and I was doing the open mics because I didn't want to have an ego or anything. Yeah. <clears throat> but then I started being, I felt like I was being perceived as an open micer and being treated as an open micer by some people that I, uh, were like in a position of power mm. and could help me out. And so I consciously took a step back and stopped doing them. Just until the point where I feel like I can go back into doing open mics mm-hmm. and not have that be like the first impression sure. for people, you know. That's fair. Um, which that's fair. I, may sound pretentious, but I think there's like there's logic to that. In Again, my though, right? That's yeah. you like kind of trying to make some calculations to like yeah. help yourself grow. Yeah. Ultimately, that, yeah, that, that's a word. I feel like I'm. I'm <laughs> 
I feel like I'm like a very calculating person, which yeah. I love, hate about myself. Well, right. So I feel like there's like calculating and then that could like become conniving and like that could uh, become, yeah. it could become ugly, but yeah. I don't think it, it like in itself that that's like a, uh oh, he's calculating like no, yeah. good. So he like knows how to make shit happen. <laughs> like that's cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good way to look at it. Um, but yeah, so. So yeah, I stopped I stopped doing open mics because um I feel like it's preventing me from like getting on shows. Yeah. Interesting. But I don't know if that's true or not. I'll let you know. Okay. But, let me know. Yeah. Um we're coming like toward the end of of um of our studio time. <laughs> um <laughs> But I'm curious. Is there is there anything else you wanted to t to to talk about, or feel like you didn't get to say? Uh, no, I mean, I feel like we covered a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think I'm pretty content. Cool. Yeah. Is there well, anything else what that do you, you had in mind? What do you got going on these days? Like, if anyone's listening, this will probably come out in like maybe a month or so. Oh yeah, I should be famous um, by then. Yeah. So, so. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything. Yeah, just follow me on social media. I'm at Vic Van Tran. Um, yeah, that's about it. I'll post all my shows on there if you want to come out. And cool. Then, um, I'll post like photos and stuff. Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's about it. Thank you so much for for doing this. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. I really I had a good appreciate time. it. Cool. Yeah. Good. <laughs>